Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Thanks for joining us again on the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. It's good to be back. On your own podcast? Yeah. I was out last week when Thomas recorded, but um, we had special guests Aaron and Jocelyn Freeman, authors of The Argument Hangover. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with those guests as I was snuggling our fourth child <laughs> in the hospital. But Yeah, shout out to them. Thanks so much again for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure to have the two of you on and we really appreciated you uh, fill in the gap for Julie so she could do that that evening. Yeah, we, we'd like to go hold our baby. He's three months old now currently um, as you're listening to this podcast and um, still in the NICU but getting bigger and stronger every day. He was born at one pound 13 ounces and he's about six pounds five ounces mm-hmm. I think was the last weigh in. So getting to be a big boy. Um, so that was last week with the Freemans. And then the week before that, Thomas and I talked about jealousy and marriage. And, um, so we wanted to circle back around to that because we said jealousy may be driven by low self-esteem. And, um, so that's what we wanted to talk about. But before that, I noticed that October is coming up and already, I know. <laughs> so we have a couple of weeks in September now, but October has five Mondays. And we release episodes every week on Monday. And so with the five weeks, I was like, we should do a five-week series. A mini-series. Yeah. Um, And so we were putting our heads together and just looking at some topics we wanted to talk about, which maybe might be around the, the lack of something in your relationship. So, for example, lack of attention, lack of appreciation, or lack of trust, sex, or communication. And But we want you guys to chime in on that. What is lacking in your relationship? What's lacking in your marriage that you want us to add to that um, October series? So reach out to us on social media, um, at Marriage Puzzle on Facebook or Instagram. We're the ones running those accounts um, if we're, uh, we post, you know, our episodes weekly, but we always read in our dms and messages or you can contact us through our website but um but yeah that's that's coming up in october we're excited about um tackling what's lacking in your relationship to help you have a more fulfilled marriage but back to yeah sorry i just wanted to add in something on that real he quick he was raising his hand like <laughs> can i talk <laughs> I'm, not, Try. I'm not used to the co-host again <laughs> we're just running our own episode <laughs> we we've probably all heard the statements about you know how many words men speak per day versus women speak per oh, day and it's like you know, gotta raise my hand sometimes to get <laughs> what, my words what in. were you gonna add sorry um i was just gonna say you know uh, like just tagging on to you saying we, we're the ones who actually read the messages and and you know we're always coming up with the content for the episodes and we base that off of what's either happening in our relationship mm-hmm. or around us that we're seeing uh basically just kind of fresh in our lives and so so we're kind of basing it off of a one maybe two dimensional thing but you guys are the ones listening so let us know if there's something 
that you specifically want to hear about. We would love to do the research on that and talk about it for you and try and help you out. But we don't know unless you reach out to us. Right. We're just doing what we're doing and hoping that it hits home. Uh, so let us know. We want to make sure we're hitting the right things for you. Yeah, thanks. That's what I was saying. We're not posting every day like we used to just because of our, our family situation, but we're still active every day on our social accounts. And so we love those, um, you know, private messages and things like that. And that's that's why, uh, like Thomas said, it's just relevant topics of what we're dealing with or what we're hearing about in our um, coaching sessions with other couples. And and so um, that's why we was kind of like part two of that, the jealousy in marriage uh, today to go back to the low self-esteem and how that could be affecting our marriages and, and relationships. Yeah. And so we wanted to kick it off with uh, the the structure of this episode, I should say, is probably going to be like we're going to give you some signs of low self-esteem that's that may point to one of you and your relationship having low self-esteem. And then we always want to try to give something practical um, that will help you work through whatever we're talking about. And so we'll talk about that towards the bottom half of the episode. So we're going to kick it off with some signs of low self-esteem. And this can be in either spouse, um, does it's not specifically related to husband or wife. It can go either way in any relationship, and I'm sure that it can change with seasons. So be aware of that, that just because one of you doesn't have this right now, it could switch later on after a big major life event. So um, the first one is uh, lack of confidence or low self-acceptance. Um, you know, basically just constant like negative thoughts about yourself, negative comments about yourself or or themselves, um, depending on who it might be in your relationship. But yeah, just not having that that confidence or or feeling like you're good enough. Another sign of low self-esteem would be if if you're comparing yourself with others, or we've talked about on a previous episode, comparing your marriage to someone else's relationship. And so uh, that is so relevant now with social media like mm -hmm. we were talking about because there's the the highlight reel and even the word real r-e-e-l is you know reels are always there with instagram and facebook and and they're definitely the highlights they're not making you know a bad day <laughs> real right. and so um you know it'd be lead to self low self-esteem if you're just constantly comparing yourself to other people and that could even be our relationship, uh, Thomas and I. And I, I mean, I think because we put ourselves out there on, on this podcast and hopefully our highlight reel, R-E-E-L, of life is actually highlighting real, R-E-A-L, topics um, for you. And so just like you said earlier, we try to talk about what we're experiencing, what we're learning in our marriage and what we've walked through. Um, but, but don't put us on a pedestal where then you just have this low self-esteem. Um, we just like to come alongside couples, kind of that, that peer and coach and, and say, we've been there and let us help you through it. Yeah. And this, you know, comparing your, your marriage to someone else's marriage can also include, there's probably a percentage of our listeners out there that could deal with it this way, could also include comparing oneself to a spouse's ex-spouse mm -hmm. like so if you have uh, if you one of you has been involved in a previous marriage you know just always trying to kind of live up to that other person you know that you weren't around that marriage yeah. you know so uh, i'm sure there's 
some aspects of that as well. Um, so just, just be cautious of that. Um, this could also come in ways of having trouble expressing your thoughts or feelings or a lack of assertiveness in communication. And that, that last one, the lack of assertiveness in communication is something we talk about in our marriage coaching with all of our clients. We, once we have an assessment that done by them, um, or for them, then we, see what the, each of their levels of assertiveness is, and that comes from kind of their personality. Um, it can be worked on. You can grow to become more assertive in your relationship. <clears throat> and unfortunately, the, the word assertiveness can come can kind of get a bad rap sometimes, and it can make it seem like you're just trying to kind of take control of, some, of a situation or of your spouse. And that's not necessarily the case. Assertiveness is really just the the ability to express your thoughts and feelings and desires to your spouse. And if you have trouble doing that, then you may have some low self-esteem kind of hiding behind that. Yeah, another sign of low self-esteem in for you or your spouse is not enough energy in your relationship. So maybe you're not putting enough effort into your relationship because you feel like it doesn't matter anyway. Right. And Unfortunately, um, just this week, I've heard of two couples that are uh, separated or divorced because what we would assume is, you know, if there's not this huge underlying reason of, as to why this big fallout, it could be from um, not enough effort or energy into the relationship, maybe when even young kids are around and then kids get to an older age and even move out of the house and then you look at each other and you're like, who are you? I don't want to be with you. I'm bored or whatever. And so you, you have to kind of have that energy and effort and be intentional about pursuing each other, um, and, and build that self-esteem, uh, so that you don't have that fallout. Yeah. Even in this family season that we're in with, um, we have four kids, four young kids and, uh, we've got lots of driving and <laughs> different activities and one of that being a, a baby in the NICU we're still trying to be really intentional about going out on a date and getting a sitter or a grandparent to come over so we can keep pouring into our relationship and we're tired mm -hmm. <laughs> we're very tired and so that one is on the list because I, I don't want to lose that energy or that effort and then that you know leads to that that low self-esteem of just you know why, why bother well and and your spouse should be energizing to be around and and let me let me rephrase that in a different way you should be energized when you're around your spouse you should have that spark when you see them you should you know want desire the time with them desire that conversation with them desire you know, and I, I don't even want to say that approval from them because that kind of plays into this low self-esteem thing. And we'll talk about that more in a minute, but just that desire to be around them. And if you feel like, if you ever get the feeling like you're not, it's not desire, you're not, how do I say that? That it's not, you don't have the desire to be around them or you're not excited around them, then that just lets you know, that's a red flag that you need to work harder on that. You need to be intentional about that so that you can build that spark back up again. Um, and, you know, like you said, you know, we're still, it's hard for us right now to 
make those dates happen, but we're still making it a priority um, just to make sure we maintain that spark. Because when we're out of this season, that's when it's going to be, that's when it's going to be gone if we don't work on it now. Well, another thing on our, our list, um, I'm kind of jumping ahead, but just to piggyback off that is lack of fun and intimacy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like just keeping, keeping that. But like I said, we could be a really boring, tired couple right now and it would be understandable. And a lot of people have said that, like give yourself grace in this season, but this is a long season for us. And so, yeah, I would say, you know, that the lack of fun and intimacy, not enough energy, not enough effort, um, all plays into this. Yeah. And another thing that, it could rise up as is being easily offended and um, drama around hurt feelings or having just exhausting arguments, either arguments that are just really long and drawn out and wordy, which again, if you're having those arguments, go back and listen to last week's episode about the argument hangover um, with the Freemans and go get their book that's listed on our website because that will really help you out about arguments. Um, and, and how to kind of just change your whole conflict resolution mindset. Uh, you know, that's a little rabbit trail there. Sorry for that. But, um, if you're having those exhausting arguments, they could either just be long and drawn out or they could be constantly recurring. It could be the same argument that's constantly coming up. And for any of you that have kids, you know that if they keep asking you the same thing over and over again, how like wearing on you that can be. Like it's that same kind of scenario. Like why? 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 I was just going to say that. Why? Why? <laughs> the why like, questions. <laughs> like it can wear on you. And so if you're having the same argument with your spouse mm-hmm. over and over, if it's a recurring thing that's happening, then that's going to become exhausting. Even if it's short-lived, it's going to be exhausting and get exhausting. So um, if there's that drama around, that could be stemming from low self-esteem as well. Yeah, and the last thing on the list, I know it's a long list, um, but this this shows how much low self-esteem could be in your relationship, um, is codependency, which is too dependent on others since you're always looking for validation. Mm-hmm. So um, listen to that list and see if that's you or your spouse, because um, we want to give you four ways that we can help you through that in this episode. Yeah. And and I just want to say, this is a tricky one because if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, I really feel like this is my spouse. You can't really, as much as I want you to send it to them to listen to the episode, I don't want you to just send this to them and be like, this is you. We need to fix this. That's not what this is about. So what you need to do is you need to learn from some of the ways that we're going to help you through this. Uh, some of the ways we're going to give you to help yourself through this so that you can help them through this without pointing out those flaws and like kind of digging your, you know, digging out those wounds that they already have in themselves. You don't want to, you don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be adding salt to the wound. That's the good uh, analogy there. I just said four ways to help. And I think we have five. Oh. We have a long list today. <laughs> Hopefully it's good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. And if it's not, then tell us what you want us to talk about in October so we can be <laughs> helpful. But um, so five ways or, or however many we come up with here on the spot to help through low self-esteem. Um, the first one is limit the criticism. You know, say kind things either about yourself or, or to your spouse and, and target the areas they find uh, difficult to be proud of or confident of. And this is something that um, 
I actually struggled with this week. I had a, a work project that I, you know, I had maybe four or five things that I was coming down to the same deadline and one of them didn't, I didn't meet one of the deadlines, um, or one of the projects. Um, that was, I cried. <laughs> I was really down on myself and Thomas just came alongside me and instead of like even affirming that I failed or anything, you know, and he, he didn't play into my low self-esteem. Drama. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I needed a hug and comforting, but he didn't let me stay in the low self-esteem. Instead, he started pointing out the other four things that I did accomplish. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if it was, you know, just one thing, he, he's just always positive about the sometimes too optimistic for me. <laughs> like, That's okay. Sometimes you're too pessimistic for me. So we balance each other out. <laughs> but it was so helpful in that situation because I was the one with low self-esteem um, in that moment and was really, really hard on myself. And he just affirmed me and, like I said, gave, gave examples of the other good things that I did accomplish and do. And um, that was just that was just really special, really nice. That's good because I felt like I kind of came down on you about it a little bit. I think I, I think I approached it more of like a stop it. Like yeah. this is ridiculous and here's why. <laughs> Not, I, you know, it wasn't a lovey-dovey conversation. It was an affirming conversation, but it was direct and firm about this ridiculous that you feel this way because you've done so many other good things and you're letting this one little thing, one little piece drag you down. And so you have to be the one to gauge your spouse as to how do they, how are they going to handle this? And do you, do you, does your spouse just need the, you know, hugs and cuddles to get them through it? Or do they need that firm, direct kind of like shake them out of it and say like, Hey, wake up here, look at what you've accomplished and look what you've done today. Um, and I felt like in that specific incident, it was the latter. So. <laughs> well, another way to help, and I don't know how many we have now, but it, it, we wrote to, to ask for their opinion and maybe even about the responsibilities that they have um, around that, the house or in your routine so that, you know, they can own and be proud of something when they complete it. And I think that that's just kind of tied into what happened that this week. That was, you know, a work situation that you could point out the good things that I did, but what if it was just one failure at work and I didn't have good things to bring to the table? That's where you can engage in conversation um, and ask their opinion about the responsibilities that they have in your family. And then, you know, okay, what could you not necessarily take on, but do so that you can feel accomplished and celebrate and be proud of, you know, another area that you could be thriving in if, if they have low self-esteem in, in another area. Yeah. And I just want to quickly unpack this one a little bit more because there's asking their opinion and, and talking about their responsibilities are, are kind of the same, but they're also very different. I think asking their opinion can be a lot more like, you know, if they're just not confident in expressing themselves, that lower assertiveness type of thing, asking their opinion can help them to kind of, uh, kind of like bait them into being more confident, you know, like, Hey, what, what do you think? And it can be like as simple as, what paint color should we choose for the house? This gray or this gray? Like, get their opinion. Then if, you, if you're if you cool with either one, you know, you can go with it. And that incrementally builds their confidence. So there's there's the opinion part. 
which can also work with the responsibilities. You can talk about the responsibilities and get their opinions, but the responsibilities that they buy into and they say, no, I think, I think I can be the one to take over the yard work, you know, or whatever. They can then be proud of accomplishing those things, which will then incrementally build their self-confidence up every, their self-esteem up every time. So just a little bit of un, unpacking, um, on those two, uh, those two things there. Um, did you have something else? I was saying and support them in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. When they, you know, pick that and do that, then, you know, support them in, in that instead of, um, you know, just making them feel bad, even if it's something little, just like, that's, that's a great idea. Let's do that. How can I support you in that this week to build their confidence and self-esteem? And yeah, and not even just in that, but support them in anything. We've, we've given the example of when I lost my job and I came to you about becoming a financial coach. And before we even like, I told you how much it was going to be for me to get certified or anything. You were just like, yes, do it. Like you supported me from the get go. Obviously you need to be wise of course, and certain things, but supporting them in their endeavors is going to be huge, especially if they extend that vulnerability to you of like, Hey, I have this idea. If you shut it down, man, that is going to crush them. Well, that's why it was easy to support you in that because you were so passionate about it and you did open up about how you felt and, and how you needed me to kind of trust you through that leap of faith. And so, um, yeah, I could have shut that down and we would have had a different future right now. Right. But supporting you and that, now you get to support so many other people mm-hmm. and that makes me excited too. And another way, you know, we talked about there, this could show up as a lack of intimacy in your relationship. So you can kind of combat that by showing your spouse how much you enjoy being intimate with them. Uh, you can do that by being the one to initiate sex um or just be straight up open with them about the fact that they make you happy in that area and that can really help boost their self-confidence i think i've said this self-esteem yeah sorry or both Both. (laughs) they're interchangeable i think i've said um in an episode when we specifically talk about um sex and and how you know you can just do it to do it to check it off the list and then be done roll over and go to bed or get on your phone and scroll or whatever but yeah it's like intimacy is so much more that leading up to it and affirming your spouse going into that act of having sex and then after mm-hmm. um or maybe even not during you know when you're doing that get date night and at dinner and you just say those fun things like i really enjoy being with you yeah like being being physical with you like and so they're just kind of like oh nice thanks for saying that instead of you just want me for my body like you do want me because of how it makes you feel throughout the whole day well and if your spouse has issues with self-esteem and it's affecting your relationship in this way keep in mind that immediately after you finish having sex is the start of leading up to the next time that's good and so if you like just just that like what you said roll over and get on your phones sometimes that's just we're tired that's what we do and i think that that's okay in some instances but if you are if you know if you notice that your spouse is struggling with low self-esteem you can't do that you have to be still intimate with them immediately following and then you have to keep building 
their confidence up until the next time. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a week away, which, you know, we don't necessarily recommend, but if that's, if that's for your, what works for your routine, that's great. But you have to keep building on that all the way throughout. Very important. Um, Last thing here, uh, dig deep to the root issue of the low self-esteem. Low self-esteem doesn't just happen to happen. There's something deeper inside that's causing that to happen. And so if you have trust issues because of your own past uh, and you're the one with low self-esteem, or if you're the one with low self-esteem and you have trust issues because of your spouse's past, then um, that is a situation where we would actually suggest you look into marriage counseling. And we want to talk for a quick minute about the difference between marriage counseling and what we do as marriage coaches. And marriage counseling is going to be a situation where more often you're going to be able to go and dig out some of those root issues and heal some of those past wounds up so that then you can move forward. So marriage counseling, oftentimes you're going to be looking backwards and healing up to the present. For marriage coaching, what we do is we start at the present and we work forward. You know, we've talked about this in terms of like Michael Jordan had a basketball coach. His basketball coaches all throughout his career took him from where he was and moved him forward and got him better. They didn't look back at the past and, you know, or anything like that and try and heal anything. They said, this is where you are now. This is where we're trying to get to. So that's just kind of the difference there that we see between the two. But if you have a root issue that you're not able to address on your own, make sure you get some help. We've said it before that the average couple lives struggling with things in their marriage for like an average of six years before they reach out to get help from somebody. Don't wait that long. Don't wait that long. Yeah, that's why we offer a free discovery call. Because if you don't know if you should do counseling or coaching, you don't know what to pay for and sign up for, just jump on a free discovery call with us. It's a a video chat so you can meet us, we can meet you. Um, And so if you want to private message us maybe with the October series of what's lacking in your marriage. Um, that could be, you know, the start of a conversation, but if you want to go deeper, then book a free discovery call for our website, marriagepuzzle.com. Um, it's a full, usually about an 45 minutes an hour yeah. with, with you. Cause we do an exercise to see, um, what are your strengths, uh, what are your strengths right now? And what are some growth areas that we could help you help you through? So, Again, you can find us at Marriage Puzzle on social media and again, marriagepuzzle.com for the website. And as always, we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time. See you later. Have a great week.